48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. The government rejects the idea of having national security judges on the panel that will vet election candidates. The authorities in Egypt says last ships stranded by the blockage of the waterway have now passed through the waterway. And Taiwanese prosecutors seek a warrant to arrest the driver of the truck that caused yesterday's deadly train crash. Senior government officials have rejected suggestions that national security judges should sit on a vetting body that screens would-be candidates, would-be election candidates in future, as questions persist as to whether or not the committee should only comprise principal government officials. Francis Sitt reports. Decisions made by the Candidate Eligibility Review Committee will be final and cannot be subject to judicial review. And questions have been raised as to whether or not having judges on the committee would be more appropriate. But speaking on a radio show, the Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs, Eric Tsang, said it's not right to let what he called outsiders do the job. He said these people might not be willing to handle the task either, as such vetting will bring huge pressure and they may be subjected to doxing or foreign sanctions. Mr. Tsang said, government ministers, who are trusted absolutely by Beijing, are more suitable candidates, as the vetting body will see confidential information about national security. Meanwhile, Justice Secretary Theresa Chang said the body will examine all information about potential candidates, including their past remarks. She said it's hard to say how far back the committee would look, as comments people made 10 years ago could also be relevant. Health authorities have reported two new COVID-19 cases today. The only local infection involves a five-year-old boy who lives at Chengkwano village, and he's linked to an existing case. National Security Police should give teachers information on how to teach the revamped liberal studies subject without breaking the law. That's a suggestion from Lao Chi Pang, who chairs a Curriculum Development Council committee on the subject. Professor Lau said teachers have the professional expertise to know how to teach the citizenship and social development subject, but he hopes the National Security Police will help people understand how to carry out their work within the boundaries of the law. I would encourage teachers to uh, take a look at the law itself, the national security law, which is not that uh, bulky a text. And then, of course, uh, we encourage our national security experts to provide uh, information about what to do and what not to do. We're waiting for that. Professor Lau also brushed off concerns from teachers that there isn't enough time to prepare for the subject's launch in September for Form 4 students. He said authorities are working hard to prepare the necessary materials. The Suez Canal Authority says the last ships stranded by the blockage of the waterway by a giant container vessel have now passed through the waterway. The BBC's Sebastian Usher has more. The traffic jam that captured the world's attention is now officially over. 61 vessels were still waiting earlier today to make their way through the Suez Canal out of the 422 that were left stranded when the Ever Given became wedged across the waterway. All of them have now transited the canal. The huge cost of the blockage and its knock-on effects are still being assessed, but experts are agreed that it could have been worse. The Suez Canal Authority says its investigation into the incident should be completed early next week. Salvage teams have been removing mangled train carriages after Taiwan's worst rail disaster in decades, in which at least 50 people died. Some carriages are stuck inside a tunnel, and there are fears they may contain more bodies. The construction site manager whose vehicle caused the crash has been released on bail. President Tsai Ing-wen has visited survivors in hospital and promised to help the victims' families.
I came today to visit our wounded and express my sympathy and condolences to the families of the victims. We will definitely do our best to help deal with the funerals. At present, the hospitals are also doing their best to deal with the wounded and will give them the best care. The German President Frank-Walter Steinmeier is to make a rare national televised address to call for national unity in the face of the coronavirus pandemic. In it, he'll warn of a crisis of trust amid growing public frustration and feelings of powerlessness, and will call on politicians to pull themselves together. Mr. Steinmeier will say he trusts all vaccines that have been cleared for use in Germany and urge people to get vaccinated. RTHK, the time is coming up to 5 minutes past 11. Ethnic Karen revolt in eastern Myanmar say government airstrikes have forced 12,000 people to flee their homes. The Karen National Union said attacks had destroyed schools and homes, killing 12 civilians. It accused the ruling military junta of pushing Myanmar towards an all-out civil war. Another armed group, the Kachin Independence Army, has urged disaffected soldiers to join them. Laura Bicker has been following developments. These conflicts in Myanmar's north and east have endured for decades as ethnic groups and border regions fought for more autonomy. In recent weeks, the armed wings of both the Karen National Union and the Kachin Independence Army have spoken out against the coup and taken action against the military in their regions. But the junta struck back, bombing areas held by the ethnic Karen people for the first time in 20 years, causing thousands to flee near the border with Thailand. Amazon has apologized to a U.S. congressman after disputing his claim that employees face unfair working conditions, including not having access to bathrooms. Amazon described its initial reaction as an own goal and incorrect, saying it had forgotten about the difficulties faced by its large staff of drivers. The BBC's Anna Pizarro reports. Last week, Congressman Mark Pocan accused Amazon of making staff use bottles for lacking time to find toilets during shifts. Amazon tweeted, You don't really believe the peeing in bottles thing, do you? If that were true, nobody would work for us. Many complaints and articles followed, including leaked managers' internal memos acknowledging drivers urinating and sometimes defecating while on delivery. In its apology, Amazon said it was working on a solution, saying closure of public facilities during the pandemic had worsened the problem. To sports now and in football, Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel has suffered the first defeat of his reign as struggling West Bromwich Albion took advantage of Thiago Silva's red card to earn a stunning 5-2 win tonight. Tuchel had overseen a 14-match unbeaten run in all competitions since replacing the sacked Frank Lampard in January. But that came to an end tonight as West Brom ran riot at Stamford Bridge. It's also a setback for Chelsea's bid to qualify for next season's Champions League via a top-four finish in the Premier League. Leicester star Kelechi Iheanacho has scored seven times in his last four appearances for the Foxes and was named Premier League Player of the Month for March. Fellow striker Jamie Vardy has scored eight goals in nine Premier League matches against Pep Guardiola's Manchester City, twice as many as any other player. So Leicester boss Brendan Rodgers was asked if they could pair up at the King Power Stadium tonight. You can't say that they, they can't play together. And whatever opponent you're playing, you just if you are going to play them and you're finding that's your best source of creating and scoring goals, then you have to then find a way to to, to put them in the team. 
Meanwhile, Pep Guardiola says he's noted what a difference Brennan Rodgers has made since arriving at Leicester City. I have to admit that uh, since uh, Brendan Rodgers took over, the team was incredible. I realize, I remember perfectly clearly, he took over the team, and after one week, ten days, the team make a wow. Last season, because maybe it was a lockdown and they break, but they were incredible chance to qualify for the Champions League. At the end, they could not do it, and they are in incredible position again this season. It's a big week for the Premier League champions Liverpool, who take on Arsenal in the late game. That's followed by a Champions League quarter-final against Real Madrid on Tuesday. The Reds' boss, Jurgen Klopp, says his side will be holding nothing back in both games. We are not living in dreamland, So, um, but uh, if you would ask me what do we wish for this, for this last period, just let's go with all we have for everything that is out there, and then let's have a look what we got for it. So we, we don't have, obviously a lot of um, points to waste anymore um so we but, but but we have a tough program on top of that not only in the Premier League but in the Champions League as well this in major league baseball there's been an announcement that it's moving its all-star game out of Atlanta after the state of Georgia adopted a new law that critics claim makes it harder for black people and other minorities to vote president biden had called for the game to be rescheduled the bbc's bernadette kehoe has the story the decision by Major League Baseball comes amid a rising tide of political expression within U.S. sport. Since 2016, athletes have protested against racial inequality and police brutality by kneeling during the national anthem, protests which became more widespread after criticism by Donald Trump. The National Basketball Association now allows slogans connected to the Black Lives Matter movement to be printed on players' tops. Critics suggest certain gestures are unpatriotic and superficial, but others point out that social justice issues have been present within American professional sports for decades, especially for black athletes. And that's the news from RTHK.
right here on three and four. Put my finger on it. 